1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
2: This is it! The time has come!
3: Saturday
4: nights all right for fighting. All right, Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that on Talk Sport. Welcome to the Fight Night podcast from Talk Sport. I'm Adam Catterall. Pleasure to be in your company every single Saturday night. I sit in the studio at Talk Sport Towers. Bringing you the very best boxing guests. If you can't make it live, then make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss out on any of the content that we bring you. And on Saturday night, I spoke to a young man that is going for world title honours in Saudi Arabia on March the 8th. Yes, Anthony Joshua is taking on Francis Ngannou. Yes, Jelly Zhang is taking on Joseph Parker. But a little scouser by the name of Nick Ball is taking on Ray Vargas to become the WBC Fluid World Champion. And we're extremely excited about it. Nick, join myself and Gareth on the show on Saturday to preview. What's happening? You're all good, yeah? Very well indeed. All good, mini Mike
0: Tyson. (laughs) 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 Have you been
4: doing any CrossFit today just just because you were bored by any chance? Yeah, this
0: morning, this morning, uh, in peak performance,
4: yeah. Good lad, good lad. How did you go? Silver medals, gold medals, bronze medals, what did you get?
0: Yeah, it was good. Team of three, team of three where How were they? Good lad. Brad, Brad and Peter McGrail. Brad some gym, Brad that. And
4: Peter McGrail. Tell you what, some gym, that. Uh, listen, last yeah. time out, sensational performance against uh, Isaac Dobby, a guy that has been there, done it and got the T-shirt. Obviously... He's a tough old boy. You had him down. Yeah, I think it was in the fourth round, wasn't it? And he uh, he managed to weather that storm and, uh, and stay with you. But I think on that night, Nick, uh, a lot of people obviously been building you up as a knockout puncher. You got to show off some of the skills that you've been learning against some of those uh, sparring partners like Peter and uh, and, uh, and the rest of them.
0: Yeah, that's it, Because it? it's not just um, it's not just coming forward and trying to take your head off. I can I can um, I can box as well, and I've got skill behind it. It's, uh, it's more than just Modern than powered and i was glad to, i had I had to show it well not i had to I, I got the chance to show that on um on the world level as well so yeah what's but- what's
4: the phone call like when uh when your promoter rings you and says right mate um i've managed to get it because we. you never know when the, these things are going to materialize but what's that phone call like when they said you're fighting for a world title mate and you're fighting for on the aj nganu undercard f- sunshine
0: do you fancy it yeah, you'd have to you'd have to bring him back. and double check <laughs> <laughs> Listen, last it... time I was on, last no, time I was on, we, you, we we were speaking about it. You you you, uh, you mentioned it, and then you said uh, at the end how uh, about that out out of that sound the uh, world title f- featherweight shot in uh, in Saudi.
4: Mate, we got it. We've got it now. Obviously, Ray Vargas. Um... What did you make... I know that last time out, he stepped up in weight, didn't he, to, uh, to try and have a go at uh, Oshaki Foster, and he came up a little bit late. Um, what did you What did you make of that? Because up to that point, at Feather, he's been bang on. He's been undefeated through 36, and obviously, last time out, he lost that fight. Do, do you see the chinks in the armory? Do you see the gaps that you can obviously take advantage of?
0: Yeah. I, to be honest, I haven't really watched him to see that, but I, I know myself, the best version of me, I, I can... Um, I can do that to anyone and and anyone in this weight category. So I don't really focus on them. I just work on myself, be the best version I can be. And I can, I can take anyone apart in this weight weight division.
5: One of the big talking points, Nick. Great, great for you to be on. You know what a huge fan, both Adam and and myself are of you. And I've always pushed you to be uh, slightly more outrageous than you are because you, you, but you're outrageous in the ring anyway. I always called you a kind of a muscle shark, a mini Mike Tyson. I know you like that. Um, One of the one of the things that you might have watched was when Vargas fought in Hull in two thousand and seventeen. Do you remember that
0: one? In in where in Hull?
5: Yeah, against against Gavin McDonnell. He got a majority decision that night. Now I'm picking you to win a very rough, tough points decision in this fight, okay? One of the things that is going to be asked of you over and over again. He's five two, he's five eight. I think you're five two, five three. How do you yeah. close close the range against him? Because he is a good long range fighter. Yeah,
0: like 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 I, like I always do. It's not new to me fighting these taller uh, taller opponents. It's not new to me. It's it's probably harder for them to punch down when 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 they're punching at me or time to punch down at me. Um, they they're not really used to it, and even if they are. It's not a problem for me anyway, I've um, I've been like that my whole life, punching up, so, yeah, it's not a new, I'll, uh, I'll show you how I'll do that on the night.
5: So you're not going all Mexican on us, it's not going to be a Mexican war then, yeah, because he likes to fight that way.
0: Yeah, it can, it can be any way uh, it wants really, however it plays out, uh, however I decide to be honest, yeah. Just wait. have to uh, wait and
5: see. Can I can I just say, did you feel really complimented the other day when Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn were interviewed together? And Eddie Hearn was asked, which of Frank Warren's boxers would you choose? And he chose Nick Ball. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, seeing it, yeah. I, um, uh, well, uh, where he said... Uh, you, you if could you could have one of Frank's yeah, 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 boxers yeah, yeah. to promote, so, how did that make you feel? Like it, like it should be, innit? That's how it should be, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nick, when you going out to uh, Saudi,
4: mate, to uh, to get acclimatised? Wednesday. This Wednesday coming? Oh, so yeah, yeah, going this so Wednesday. Excellent. So you're out a good, what, nine, ten days pre-fight to get yourself, uh, obviously, acclimatised with the surroundings out there?
0: Yeah, yeah, get used to it, Nick. Do a bit of training out there and, and uh, get ready get ready for the fight night. How many of the crew
4: have uh, been on to you regarding tickets, mate?
0: Loads, yeah. There's loads coming over, to be honest, yeah. So... Uh, please, take all the support, like because it's, it's an expensive trip in it. So loads of lads are coming over to support me. Yeah,
4: yeah, it should be good. Obviously, yeah. I know I know that you're not going to be looking ahead of anything because this is massive world title uh, opportunity uh, against Ray Vargas. But if that goes the way that many of us are going to predict that it's going to go, then there's going to be calls for some uh, some monster fights, mate. Now there's coming up. Um, a matching versus Queensbury card, isn't there? Where um, yeah. Queensbury fighters and matching fighters are going to be pitted against each other. I'm sure that you've had a chat with Frank mate I'm sure you've had a little bit of a nausea in there at some point. Um, and I'm just doing a bit of. But sp- seeing as that we did this last time and it, it came to fruition, and obviously we've got the world title fight, I'm going to start doing it again now. What about maybe a little throwdown with Josh Warrington
0: or Lee something Wood. like that? Lee Wood, Josh Warrington, uh, something like that. Nick Ball
4: Lee Wood. I mean, that is
5: a thriller, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're only after the. You only have to go on Twitter to see that, and everyone put my name in, and I put their name in, back and forth. When, when the posters and, and things got made, my uh, my name was in the comments the most. So you only have to look on on Twitter and Instagram and see that. But to be honest with you, I'm fully focused on this fight first, because if I don't win this fight, there's no that. Yeah. that. That that's not an option really. So yeah, I don't look past anyone or underestimate anyone. Top man. So fully focused on this fight and. See what happens after this fight.
4: Now, following that, a young man that was number one with the WBR, who has been in the wilderness, it seems, for the last three to four years. He joined us in the studio on Saturday night to give us an update as to where he's at promotionally, where he's at when it comes to his training regime and whether we can get him out in the ring sometime soon and fighting for world honours. I'm referring to Archie (laughs) Shaw.
2: I've been in the gym, mate. I've been in the gym. Um, Florida? No, I've been over in the UK, sunny UK. Uh, it's been busy. I've I've been busy. I've been in the gym. I've added uh, a few members to the team, so that's been very exciting. Tell us about that then. So we now have Roy Jones Jr. That was uh, what I was
5: in, on about. I thought it might be over in...
2: No, no, no. We're over here. So we've got Roy Jones, we've got Ian Weaver and my original trainer, Richard Sawyer. So that's our free team at a minute. Um, and it's going very well, very exciting, and looking forward to getting back in 2024. But from being the number one with yep.
4: the WBO, the last time we were speaking, because we yep. were talking about the likes of Shakur, who's now left this division and gone up yep. and become a champion, and in become the a champion club. again, yeah. Um, I, th- I remember this conversation being stemming all the way back to when Carl Frampton was fighting Jamel Herring and you were next in line to be fighting the winner of that particular fight.
6: Yes. Mm.
4: What's been going on <laughs> regarding fights and getting that level of fights?
2: Oh, it's been unbelievable, honestly. Like you say, Jamel Herring, um, Shakur Stevenson, Navarrete, all these big names, Oscar Valdez, I think Liam. So it was last January, I was supposed to fight for a final eliminator against uh, Liam Wilson, the Australian kid um, in America. Yeah, it was January last year. And then Valdez got injured because he was fighting Navarrete. And then they called on Wilson to fight Navarrete. But I was number one, so skip skipped number one, skipped number two, went to Liam Wilson, and all of a sudden he's got a shot at the WBO world title. Um, funny old game. It's a funny old one. So they, they ended up boxing. Um, and then, yeah, I think Wilson and Na- uh, Oscar Valdez are fighting again soon. So... It's, it's all been going on, and unfortunately, I, they've all kept me out of the mix. But I, I believe it's because I, I'm, a, I'm a massive, massive risk and a hard fight for all these fighters, and I believe I beat all of them. And unfortunately, that's just how the cookies crumbled for me in the last couple of years.
4: So with that in mind, right, you were the number one with the WBO.
2: Yeah, I just checked the rankings before we started the show, and it's, you're at three, right? Is that right? I believe well, it, January's um, was number three, but I haven't seen this month. So Right,
4: so I checked it
2: earlier on, it says three, but you yeah. were number one since yeah. November 21 yes right haven't lost nope
4: okay they've never called a mandatory nope they've never called an eliminator
2: no well they called an eliminator but then missed me out and obviously let um Wilson fight so it was supposed to be me and Wilson for the, uh, for a final eliminator yes
4: and then he went in for the fight with Navarrete then he
2: went in for the fight with Navarrete yeah and skipped me but yeah so it's crazy what
4: conversations are you having with this sanctioning body well, I've,
2: because I've, you, you must
4: have been paying your sanctioning fees all this way along to get yourself into this position.
2: Yes, I believe I beat Leon Woodstock in 2000, October 2018. That was what got me into the top 15 in the WBO. So I've been paying my sanctioning fees since then. Um been defending anyone. They've been asking me to fight. Obviously, I won the global. Uh, and like us say, yeah, I've been defending it against everyone. And still no call-ups and paying the sanctioning fees and still no world title. Not even a shot. I think that's the most disappointing thing for myself is that not even getting a shot. To uh, showcasing what I I know I can really do, Um, and yeah, what I've been kind of doing for the last five years in the WBO.
4: Are you are you still with Queensbury? Still with Frank Warren? Because that was your promoter last time we were speaking.
2: I was with Frank, um, and then yeah, I left Frank and ended up with a company called Probellum which kind of got to it it did really kick off to be honest with you. And then now I've just yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in negotiations and. Like I say, God willing, that I'm in a big fight very, very soon, back on the big platforms. Um, so are you a free agent UK. right now. At the minute, I am technically a free agent. Yes. Are you speaking to any of the major promoters? Yes. The... Okay, yes. You are yes, speaking. Yes. yes. A bit back on the big, big fights, big scenes, and that's what it's all about. Like you say, 24-0. i I looked at the rankings the other day in the British rankings, and I like, don't believe there's anybody with as many fights as myself, unbeaten. I think you got Tyson Fury, but he's got a draw. Um. But yeah, so that's where I'm at at the minute. Well, what, what, sorry, Gareth.
4: Well, what, it's, it annoys me things like this when a young Why, a young fighter doesn't get It's a it Adam, yes, is it, I, unfortunately. But, it, but it. I get it, but it's not fair on, on a young man's career, is it? Now, since this conversation, yes. Joko Dean has obviously done well and he's become world champion in, in, well, in yeah. this division. Um Obviously, we're all big fans of Lee Wood on here. Um
2: He's now up in coming. He's coming to the suit of favour and I yeah. believe he's now crawled into the WBO world rankings as well. So, uh well, you've got Zelfa Barrett, you've Barrett. got Jordan
5: Sh- Gill. It's a really good group of fighters, yes. frankly. At the, what I would say, and it's clear in you that you're slightly irked by it. Rightfully so. But but these guys are made of amazing stuff. So every day in the gym, he's hitting a concrete wall looking to smash it down. And it's key now that he finds the right person to lead that march and find a route and a, and a strategic map Gary Stretch will tell you in a minute when he comes in, he didn't have it, always have it his own way as well, and this is 25 years ago it's always gone on mm. you, I hope there are people counselling you, yes, who you same. know in the sport, who have mentors who know that how the game works and say, don't worry Archie work away, do the things that you need to improve on because your time will come, you know that already
2: yeah, for sure. Like I say, I stayed disciplined and I'm very grateful to be in a position. Um, what I mean, I've got a great, like, beautiful family. Um, I stayed dedicated to the sport. And ready. And I'm ready. And that's it, I'm ready. So My time on will shape come. tonight, you look on shake. Yeah, I feel in good shape. feel great mentally, physically. I know I've had a lot of, um, like I say, political things going on and not getting that bit of luck, but I've just stayed disciplined to the sport. I'm only 28. I've had no hard career. I've. I've have you got a message?
5: Have you got a message for Ben Shalom? Have you got a message for Eddie Hearn?
2: Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I'm or out Oscar here. Oscar I'm, I'm well, here. I'm here, you, ready Eddie for Hearn. the big fights. There's no, there's no one that's. Do you know what I mean? I'm ready. I'm ready to go.
4: Eddie Hearn has those fighters. The, that's why I was yeah. that's what I was leading towards. Cordina, Lee Wood. I think Lee Wood's just gone. Um, he's a free agent as well. I think what, yeah. from listening to Eddie Hearn this week. Zelfa Barrett, Jordan Gill. That's an Eddie Hearn fight coming up in a couple of weeks' time, isn't it? I know that Anthony Kakachi is a Frank fighter. You got yes. John O'Carroll, who's an Irish fighter there, yes. that's uh, re- reasonably well uh, placed as well. For me, looking at that, Matchroom seem to be a home of which could generate the fights that you want.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that's. Uh, like I say, I've looked at them fighters myself. I've been looking at the rankings all the time. I keep a very close eye on everyone in in around my division and um, even a lightweight division, to be honest with you. Because
5: what what's the kind of advice that Roy Jones Junior is giving you about this at the moment? Then
2: all it's all in God's plan. It's all in God's plan, and it'll all it'll all, um, it'll all we haven't had it given to us, and it's just give us more time to prepare. So for me, calling Shakur Stevenson out, I think it was what a year or two ago, mm. uh, maybe longer than that now. Even the Navarette is all these big fights. I, f- I do feel like everything happens for a reason. Um, Let them all move to lightweight for a while. I don't know Let he
6: wants them that. He wants. But them. I, I, I will. I, I, I will happen. I, I know. I know it will you happen. do.
5: But there's there's timing to this. Are you the complete fighter yet? Then I'm. I'm no. I'm not, or I'm, are you ready I, for world titles? I, listen,
2: I, I believe I'm ready for world titles now. At one five one hundred percent. Now, enough, now then. I've got Roy and the team. Ian Weaver, um, let's like say Richard Sawyer. I've got um, my nutritionist, Paul. I've got a great team and we're ready to go. And like I say, that having that year with Roy now, what's it it changed? Been a changed?
5: What's it changed in you? Do
2: you know what? I, I watch fights now completely different. Now I used to watch fights coming from Roy. Um, so when when I watch a normal boxing match now, it's not how I used to watch it. Mm. Like it's very different. Like, mm. I'm looking at things that probably won't go into too much detail. That's my little. No, no, come on,
5: give us the detail. That's my little
2: thing. But I mean, I'm looking at things completely different now, and then analyzing the sport comp- like in a different way. And I believe it's just brought me on. Uh, a lot, a lot more of a fighter, and um, I think that will show. Um, that will show in these big fights. That's why I believe it happens for a reason. I've had a good year with Roy, good year with the team. We've all settled in, gelled very well. I was out in December on a little York Hall show. Mm-hmm. Got, uh, I think I got, t- yeah, I got ten rounds in, um, which was nice. So now I'm just ready to get straight back in it. A big fight on a big platform. This is just exactly what I need to get what I'm talking about. Archie Sharp again, back on the, um, back on the world scenes, and then that's it. I'll go and do what I believe I've been. Destined to do, which is win world titles, not only at 130 but 135. Like I say, the shoot core fight, I am still chasing him down. Um, regardless, everyone's going the other way. I'm going head on towards him because I do believe I beat Shakur Stevenson, and um, whether that's at 135 or 140, I don't know, but uh, we will see. Because it's not just one world title at one weight; I'm winning. Oh, lovely shot! That was a tremendous left hand right
4: in the danger spot he's gone down and is he gonna get up i'm not sure he is and
6: still wbo european super featherweight champion archie the sharpshooter
4: Shaw. Uh, you're listening to Fight Night on Talksport. I'm Adam Castro, Gareth Davis is alongside me. Uh, Archie Sharp is in the studio. He's just been telling me the situation with the, uh, the WBR in his weight division. And the champion there is Emmanuel Navarrete, who I think he's a fantastic fighter. I really do. Yep. Uh, and he's got the opportunity, Navarrete, to step up in weight and challenge for some vacant titles up at lightweight. But in the meantime, his belt at 130 then gets put on ice and gets put on ice for a long period of time. So therefore, the people that are... Working their way through rankings, paying sanctioning fees, getting yep. themselves in
2: opportunities, have to wait, what, nine, 12 months before they even get a sniff? For a mandatory, yeah, I believe that he's protected really until February 25 before he fights a mandatory. So, this is my argument. So, basically, he can now go up to lightweight. I believe the belts stay with him at 130, still stay with him. He wins, loses, or draws, whatever he does, he makes that decision after he's boxed for at 135. Mm hmm. And then, so then belts, yeah. Technically, technically tied up until then. But like you say, he, he can fight in May or whenever the, the fights due to happen. And then you don't know when he's gonna make that decision to let the one one thirty belt go, or he might stay at one thirty. I don't really know at the minute. But like I say, I think it's just tied up. Um, that's, that's 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 coming from the WBO themselves. So. When, when are you looking
4: to make a decision regarding promoter? Because listening to the whole story here, mm-hmm. it, it, it feels like to me that you need someone obviously championing your cause, someone that's obviously making the shows in order to get you on the show yeah. in a fight of which can showcase your talent, which then can make you attractive to those types of fighters in order to make the big fight that you want.
2: Yeah, exactly that. We need a big, like I say, a big stage So when, stage are, you over to, when it. are you looking to get that done? ASAP. ASAP. I know Roy's, Roy Jones is on, is, on, is on my case. He's on. Um, he's out in America. And he's um, pushing out there as well. So, like I say, God willing, Saint comes through very, very soon. But we're ready to go. And, and and like I say, I believe I beat anyone who Eddie's got, I beat anyone who Frank's got. And and I and I do believe I am the best super featherweight in the country. So a promoter does get behind me, whether it's over here or if we just go straight to the states, we will go str- straight out there. There's some good fights out there as well. So um, it would be nice if a UK promoter. We we go with the UK. We've got a big UK support. Um, we've got a great great support with everyone, even though we've been out out the ring for a little while and like I say we had COVID and then the situation with the promoter side, the probellum and things like that. So it's been a good four years and everyone's still stuck by me and they're all itching itching to get back out. The Archie Sharp Arm is ready to go. Um yeah,
4: how, how, full force. Be honest now, because people listen to this, then listen to sports stations and they they have these athletes that come on this station and the audience perception is Athletes are multimillionaires. They're all mm. living in mansions. They're all driving around in nice motors and all this type of carry on, right? But boxing, as me and Gareth know, we we travelled the country, going to gyms and all this type of stuff. We know it's a very different tale for a lot for a lot of people. Firstly, speak about how mentally tough it's been over the last four years, and how this affects other parts of your life. You have got four kids. You got you know wife. Yeah, you've got a wife, wife to house, take care of all, all these types of things, man. So how how does what is happening to you outside the ring affecting life in general? Oh, it's been very hard.
2: I mean, there's been times where I've been thinking I might have to go go, get a, go back to work. I don't know. There's been, But I've been very grateful and very um, thankful to support um, to sponsors and, and things like that that have kind of kept me going, kept me in the gym because, like you say, mentally, I sit, I sit there and think, oh, really? Is this for me? Do you know what I mean? Is, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And then I speak to Roy or I speak to uh, mentors and things. And Arch, oh, you've dedicated your whole life. You boxed at the age of seven, You won multiple national titles, twenty four and I've done so much in the sport, your shot will come. And even though I believe I've got a wiser than my shoulders at twenty eight, I am only young. I, I do believe I'm only young. I've not had a hard career and I feel like the the, the best of myself is yet to come. So I've just kinda of, like say mentally stay strong. I believe everything happens for a reason. Um and yeah, I do it for not it's not just myself now, it's for the kids, you know, I wanna change their lives. So and to do so, this boxing is, boxing is the way to do it.
4: But so. You must have an incredibly supportive family. Yeah, very
2: good. Because very. That, My wife's are,
4: unbelievable. Because, yeah. because that's a tough conversation here. Because there's real life, there's your dreams and hopes and aspirations, exactly. and
2: then there's real life. And that's the thing. You, like you say, you've got dreams and you've got reality. You've got bills, you've got a house, you've got cars, you've got things that all got to get paid for. And sometimes, like you say, you sacrifice. And that's, the, that's what's been happening in the last few years, sacrifice and... It's not just making the weight; it's been everything, you know. But you've
5: also got the calling to it, which is deep inside you. You've got the yeah. addiction to it. Yeah. I mean, you say you've contemplated going back to work. What would that
2: entail? Well, that's what I mean. It'd be a whole, whole new life. Is that changing. back to building? Yes. Is that back to doing that, what? That's what. That's what, uh, building would probably be my be my. Way I'll be looking at the path I'll be looking at because uh, my dad's been building and yep. it's the industry that I know, like property. I love property development, things like that. So that's kind of where I would I would edge towards. But do you, you know, can't face it it always I, gets I, I darker. Won't do it. it always gets darker
5: it. before it gets light.
2: Exactly, and, I, yeah. and I'm one, in, and I believe I'm one of them stories, and I can't wait you to are, write a book about you it because I can see your hands. All the fighters being have been, been given, they've just been given opportunities are, like, that. Mm. like that, and I feel like I've. I was on the rise, and then we've had, like you say, COVID come and a few other things, mm. and then it just never happened, never happened, never happened, but it will happen. And then that's what, you know what I mean? You've got to go Your frustration these
5: is so tangible in the studio tonight, isn't it? Yeah. That frustration. I
2: feel it. But because he's a young
4: guy. Take he's it, make a
5: rock out of it, and when you bring it, Bring it. It'd be worth it, yeah. Exactly. So,
4: getting a few texts here, um, wanting to ask you a few questions here. This is actually, I think, uh, out just outside your weight category, but he is a talented fighter, so I'll ask you anyway. Can I ask Archie how good he thinks Andy Cruz is? Andy Cruz is in action tonight, actually, yep. on the mm. uh Edgar Belanger undercard there. Uh, how good do you think he is, and do you think anybody can beat him?
2: Yeah, I think he's beatable, I think all fighters are beatable. Um, they just like you say, I think he's a great fighter. I really do. Do I fancy my chance against him 100%? I'll come to it anyway, do you know what I mean? But I think he's a great fighter. And like you say, he's out tonight and it would be interesting to see how his career really does go on. When it comes to your shot, yep. could you have thought about it? Who
4: do you really want? Who do you, who do you want? Shakur, he wants. shakur yeah, But he's shakur. out of the weight category I, at the moment, know, and he's he? He's got the life. So we're going to do this at Super Feather, yeah? Yeah. So who do you want? When, when you get the opportunity to fight for a world title at Super Featherweight, who do you want to be stood across from you?
2: It's got to be the Navarrete fight. I believe. I it's got to be Navarrete. Why? I just because it'd be a great fight, because he's, he's non stop. From from the first bell to the last bell, he's non stop. So I know how disciplined I'd have to be. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I believe it's a fight that brings the best of Archie Sharp. Cause all fighters, I said over the years, even since being a being a dear little young boy in the ring, sit on Archie's chest, put the pressure on him, dude, and that's what that's all that's all I've been used to. And I feel like uh, you'll see the best of myself when someone like him comes charging out. And we've seen that Wilson caught him and put him over with a good left hook. And um, I don't know, and look, we see what happened when De- with Deco, we caught him with a good left hook. So it can definitely happen. Can, is, I, can I throw a different thing? Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going
4: to say, is, is Navarrete the best in the division for you?
2: I think he's the biggest, I think he's the best name, I think. Uh, look, Joe Cordin is a great champion. I've done many rounds with Joe, many rounds. Um, and he's done very, very well. it be interesting to see if he stays at 130 though, because I know he's he's been very pushing tight for the weight. Um... But if he stays one throw, then of course, look. Like I say, we know each other on a personal basis, but it's business at the end of the day. So, if if the fight's there and the money's right and the, and the platform just Saudi, you don't know I mean that like, there's any fights.
5: Can I ask you? Um, it's been thrown at us. Can yeah. I ask you what you think of Tank Davis against Conor Ben? How
2: that would have played out? My honest opinion. Yeah. Oh man, I think I think, I don't see when I say anyone's beatable. Yeah, I do believe that. But Javonna Davis, I think I think he's special, and I think that it's a great fight. So even at one three five to one four seven, yeah, think I think that... he carries the power. I think he carries the power. I really do. Connor Ben's a great, great fighter, great champion. But I mean, like, he's he's a great fighter. But yeah, I think that's a step over his his limit. To be honest with you. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. I, I think the man punches too hard, and I think if they do meet in the middle, there's only be one person walking through him, and that's Javonna Davis. Can we throw you another one? Devon Haney and
5: Ryan Garcia coming
2: up. It's a very interesting one. I wasn't never a fan of Devon Haney, To be fair, I've never was mm. never a fan of him, but I do believe he's come on. Correct. Um, I think he's definitely come on, and mm. especially after the last fight with um, Pro Great, I think uh, I think I think he could. I think he beats Garcia. It's good
5: matchmaking, in my view.
2: Great. I think it's a great fight. Yeah. It's great for boxing. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, Great matchmaking for Devon Haney, I, I, I'll say. Yes, because Garcia is a big name. Um, I was talking about him, and I think this, this is a fight that I think it could stop Garcia.
1: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
4: Now, a little bit of a gear change uh, with our guests. Don't was keeping it boxing-themed. Because Gary Stretch, as I'm sure most of you will know, was a super welterweight British champion. Challenged for a world title against Chris Eubank. Dropped him twice, but ultimately ended up getting stopped himself. Well, Gary has stepped into the world of movies, bit of modelling. He is multi-talented and very kindly gave up a bit of time on Saturday night to come and join me and Gareth in the studio. Here he is.
2: From St Helens in Lancashire, the central area
3: light middleweight champion with 17 wins and one loss, ranked 8th
5: in Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gary
4: Stretch. Well, Stretch finishing here in the first. Wormold is in all- Uh, You listen to Fight Night on Talksport. I'm Adam Catterall. Gareth A. Davies is alongside me. It's always nice to welcome someone from the northwest of England into the (laughs) studio, let me tell you, just to make myself feel a little bit more at home. Uh, The one and only Mr. Gary Stretch, as you've just known there. I'm sure if you're a a proper boxing fan, you'll be fully aware of everything that Gary has done inside the ring. Super welterweight British champion, of course. Challenge for world title honours against uh, Chris Eubank. Uh, But he's not just a boxer. This man, i would tell you what, what uh, what can we go with? We'll go with model? We'll go with model, actor, film
5: star, Hollywood legend,
4: friend of Mickey writer. Rourke, writer,
3: screenplay writer, director. I don't think we've
4: ever had this much talent in the show. How are you, sir?
3: Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here.
4: Listen, obviously, movies and and, and uh, creativity on that side is now your life and has been for some time. But do you miss the game? Do you, do you, do you miss the fight game? You know, I miss strange
3: things like, um, I miss food when you're starving, you know, the taste of food. I miss winning, you know, when you win anything. I was just in Vegas, I won a, po- a poker tournament, it was like, I was so happy, it was a little tournament. Apparently you gave half of your winnings to, to a little an old, old lady sitting next to you as yeah, well. Yeah, Uh <laughs> But, um, you know, just when you win something, because it's not every day you win something and, um... And I miss, I miss when you're scared a little bit because I was always nervous before fights. I was not the. You know. Just mind the language, sorry, Gary. Oh, oh sorry, yes, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. sorry, 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 no sorry. Uh, um So yeah, I, I was always very nervous, but I, I think nerves and fear, uh, when you use them in your favour, mm. they, they're a great help. So you know, adrenaline. You just gotta learn to accept it. It's not a big deal. I'm afraid of many things. I still do them. Uh, in fact, I'm attracted to fear, you know? So um, I used to be scared of flying, so now I want to fly a plane. And th- them kind of things, I always go and do it. Uh, so, yeah, I miss silly things. Uh, but I, I miss the morning after the fight when you wake up and you won and yeah. you, all that time you prepped and you was nervous and and you come through it, and then, and then you, of course, you got a couple of weeks where you can just... Enjoy. Enjoy. Now life gets boring.
4: What's it, what's it like? we just had Archie Sharp in the studio, yeah. listening to a young fighter and their plights, going through the things with promoters and sanctioning bodies and all these types of things to try and get to the, the promised land.
3: I, I, I wanted to scream, listen to the boys, because, <laughs> you know, you don't get a second chance. You c- You can, but there's no need... When you're new, when you're coming up, like take the time because you know, defeat, defeat knocks you back so far. Mentally, uh, you know, politically, uh, uh, there's just no need to take risks these days. There's so many opportunities, there's so many titles, there's so many promoters, the new genre of networks. Your chance will come if you if you're on the brink anyway, and mm. just plan it and make the right choice. Because, like I say, if you if you don't, then it's it's a climb of a hill, and um, and you yeah, and of course your value drops. And we're all in the game for one thing, you know, money that no one would do for free. Did you take that gamble against Chris Eubank then? Yeah, I mean they offered me the fight. I honestly felt I would beat him. Um, if I was healthy, you know. But Two and I, a
5: half I, weeks' notice. I'd had
3: a year out. Um, I was in a managerial dispute, so I took a year out the game, and I sat it out. And um, and as soon as the contract was cleared, they must have been watching the, you know, the date. I got a phone call. trying to fight Eubanks? And I said, absolutely. And they said, you know, give me the date. So I started laughing. And they said, well, have a think about it. I went to bed. <laughs> Woke, I woke up and said, let's do it. And uh, I hadn't even, I had to run in for six months. And everyone used to think I was a party. I wasn't. I used to play the game a little bit. I'd go out and have apple juice just to take the piss yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and the thing, you know, because I I'm, i wasn't that courageous. You know what I mean? I'm not going to play games and then go in and fight someone. But I—it just that I hadn't trained. And I'd fought since I'm six. So the contract weighed out it was a nice for me it was a rest i thought i'll be i'll have some time off let my body rest and then they offer you an incredible opportunity and i said give it me give me but what had happened is i think he was due to fight someone else and yeah. something happened and they needed that date and anyone with any sense wouldn't jump in it three weeks we what's at stake and then of course the foolish uh gary stretch said i'll, I'll do
5: it the modern boxing fans obviously know your career, and people go back and watch. it a style very similar to Joe Calzaghe. You were an incredibly fast, aggressive Southpaw. But that transformation into an acting career, everybody knows Dead, everyone's seen your performance in Dead Man's Shoes. You're made awesome. Mickey Rourke. You've acted with Anthony Hopkins, Colin Farrell, Angelina Jolie and Alexander. What about that transformation into being a Hollywood actor? And are you still going to carry on and do it?
3: the thing is um when when you're in the when you turn pro most i turned pro on a blaze of glory because i knocked out 75 and old george collins mm. um and first round so yeah um <laughs> and uh that was a nice good evening <laughs> in the office uh and so I wanted to go to the Olympics, and I just started to box internationally. I was at the Olympic training squad, and um, they were all all over me after the Collins fight, you know, the next big thing. And and it wasn't like I knocked him out. If you watch the fight, I'd just destroy him, like, from round. I walked out with my hands by my sides. I knew exactly how to beat him. But Collins used to catch everything. I was too fast for him to catch, so I threw half speed. So I led him, and I threw half speed, and he caught it. Through halfway the court. and he caught, then I just showed him, and he went and I just went, little ride up. And it was like, I count to 100, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I knew exactly, it was funny, everyone was so like you, the lambs of the slaughter. I thought, you have no idea, he's going. Un-. I told all my mates, he's out, unconscious, one round. And so I had like two years to the games, it would have been the 88 games, I think, mm. Richard. Yeah, yeah so. And then I thought, what if I break my hand? And I had some hand problems. Uh, I'd had an operation on my hand a couple of times. Um, and I thought, if if it doesn't go the way I want it, and it can, it sometimes doesn't, let's be honest, mm-hmm. no, there's no guarantees in any of this combat sport. I thought, so I just, it's okay, let's do it. And I come from a small town. I wanted to help my family. And uh, I, I said, you know, it's more important, like, my life than my victories or my,
4: yeah.
3: you know, my ego, I just said, let's, let's make a living. So I dropped out of school. So when when I finished, the interesting thing Gareth, you say the transformation, I, I dropped out of education. Um, I, I wasn't, you know, my brothers went to university, speak languages, I, I was like, no school. So what am I gonna do, you know, um, go back to school, or I, I, I was so beyond school. Um, so when I when I finished, it was like okay, what now? And I went to L.A. to see a friend. I used to train with Freddie Roach in Vegas, so I used to go L.A., London, London, L.A., L.A., Vegas, and then never stayed in L.A. My mate was an actor. You gotta come. You gotta come. And when I was thinking about finishing, instead of going straight home, I went to see him. Um, and he was going on an audition, and um, he said, "Can you wait in the car? Pick me up from the airport." Sat in the car. It was a rainy day. An incident happened with some people. And an old lady, and I got out and she thanked me. And she ended up saying, Are you staying there? are you an actress? I said, no, I'm a pro fighter. And she, anyway, she said, Let's have lunch. Little old woman, mate, I love old people and, and dogs. <laughs> 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 Not the cat, man. Lord, I like big cats. Anyway, and I love cooking. And we were talking about food. It's funny. And uh, so I said, She said, Let's have lunch. I said, You've got a date, baby. She's about 70. You saved her from a road rage incident. You yeah. haven't told the
5: whole thing here, but you did save her from a road rage yeah, so incident. so she
3: gave me a card. My friend gets in the car. He comes down. I had no clue. I had a knife pull me, and it was a whole whole mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I didn't even tell him. Um, and uh, he said, well, you got that card. I said, why? Well, I, I said, do you know who that is? I said, when the unit was an acting teacher. Anyway, we went. I went and had lunch with her, and she just let me... Sorry! <laughs> Go I, I thought, what the <laughs> devil is that? And, um... <laughs> And then someone came out and took me in the back, and Sydney Portier was doing poetry. What? Mm. And I sat watching the long road, and it was like, wow, the use of language. And then there's a line in the poem I'll never forget It's over. And she said, Sydney, are you still in love with this woman? And she, he said, Yes. Well, why don't you leave it unresolved? So in, instead of it's over, he went, It's over. She said, and now he started to break this stuff down. I was like, "It's amazing!" And uh, I was laughing. I was crying. And it was there two hours. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And the other thing was that my mother left when I was a kid. I was raised with the, my father, who had a man's point of view. Not that it's bad, but he was a man's man. She had a completely different point of view, and I was just, I just wanted to learn from her. You know, she made me cry all day. And um, we finished, and she said, um, Do you want to have lunch? I said, I want to be an actor. She said, Start Monday. And I studied with her for 20 years.
5: 20 years later, here wow. we are. What
3: are you doing now then? You do more movies or not? I'm going to do a little movie. I've uh, just finished one called The Wheels of Heaven with Desi Tenny Kajira, fantastic um, former uh, Jean Paul Gaultier face for years and a really talented actress and a producer amazing girl so i uh, went to bulgaria and i'm doing because of desi i'm going to do another one there which i'm going to direct which uh mr davis is in get out he, he, mr davis what new, are you playing uh, I'll, I'll let the boss tell you he's playing the wild west gypsy <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he's going to be wearing a g-string <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I you have a leotard he with gold teeth and he, tattoos. He has, it, he has it's in the wardrobe, but he's uh, <laughs> he's in stilettos and uh, no, no, it's a erotic fanta- for him because uh, he's he's got he needs to do one for, for fun. I've known him a long time. And I said, Gareth, it's your time, baby. <laughs> Should I
5: accept with this madman? Absolutely, not? mate.
3: Yeah, well, I've said, said yes
4: already. So, how, um, how long was the shoot in Bulgaria? That could be carnage with you two out there.
3: Oh God, um, <laughs> yeah. If I get to it, uh, <laughs> if we do rehearsals, I won't get to the movie with him. Um, I said to him, Gareth, "When did you stop drinking and driving?" He said, "Last week." And I said, "Why?" And he said, um, "I spilled too much." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's going to be probably a six-week six shoot, and we're probably going to schedule it middle of the year. It's actors' um, schedules and then weather. You know, Bulgaria, it's a drive movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've just finished this little one um, with Mickey Rourke, with Desi, and... Um, um that's coming out soon called the wheels of heaven which is and the whole process of that film and the fantastic crews and the i mean everything desi introduced me to a whole new world of filmmaking the best crew we ever worked with um it was amazing and she did a job of she produced the whole movie but i've done a lot of movies but the way she operated and everything was done so brilliantly i thought i've got to go back and make movies in bulgaria so i'm doing a bunch of projects we're lining them up um and so that's the next thing um and of course putting out the film we just did uh now it's just going to come out soon so that'll be two bulgarian projects and then you know unemployed again i'll be calling talks but you need a commentator. Exactly. absolutely
4: listen this is all. I think we're going to be doing this a few more times, there's no doubt about that. I've watched Talk Sports for so long. It's one of my favourite shows. And
3: uh, uh No, I, I told Gareth when, when he talked about the show, I said, you know, it's a really, really good show. And I'm not a fan of many of them. And then, you know, it's funny, there's a whole big gap in the market for me. I know there's a lot of... Johnny Nelson and all these guys who are doing this commentary, and I love them all as people, but um i don't think there's a decent sports commentator out there right now I think they're all a little politically safe. I know who's going to win ninety percent of the time we mm, all do mm, mm. It's you know which hole did you dig that guy up from? My granny <laughs> ate him, you know, but they all create and I remember when I fought Eubanks, um, there was Jim, uh, Jim Watt commentating, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
3: partial, and Barry McGuigan was working for Barry Hearn, and it was, if you turned to two different, if you watched two commentaries, it's two different fights. Yeah, yeah. And it does matter,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know. And uh, I even had someone apologized to me, uh, who was McGuigan's friend, you said, "I'm sorry that oh, either a family member. I'm sorry my uncle um, commentated the way he did. He was so wrong, and it, it is what it is." But Barry's saying he's going to get killed, and then the interview Michael Watson, who's ringside mm-hmm. during the fight, and Watson says, Gary's beating him every round. It's amazing." Blah blah blah. blah, blah. You know, so it's like
5: it'll always be a sport of opinion. There's always it? going to be, be yeah. and
3: I, and I understand. Um, it's like it's like you know what. what I'd like to ask you this the Josh Taylor yes. Catrell. yes who who do you think won it the first fight yeah Jack Catrell.
5: okay yeah I Jack Catrell just winning yeah
3: okay I couldn't give it to Jack Cattrell, and you know what I, I, I kind of watched highlights and then when I was going to do our podcast uh, I thought all this podcast I thought because it's coming up next I thought Maybe they'll ask me, you know, Cattle's coming up the uh, April the 27th,
5: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: If you watch the fight, Josh Taylor tries so hard to mm. have a fight. Mm. He really, mm. and he was exhausted by trying to pull Cattle off him. He hung on to him for dear life for 12 rounds round his neck he never let go of him he had a little success when he threw his hands castle and it was amazing
5: it was a close scrappy fight yeah but every
3: time there was a fight never happened
4: one of the big stories this week is chantelle cameron splitting from her trainer jamie moore and nigel travis and moving over to sheffield uh, to grant smith and of course there's been plenty of chat about will they won't they get the trilogy on for may 25th well we got straight into the Northampton fighter on Saturday night. Here's Shantel. Let's get stuck straight into it, because we've seen the rumours this week that May 25th is when you're going to be out next. Can you confirm anything? Do we know anything uh, a little bit more concrete as of yet?
7: No, nothing as of yet. I, I, I also got told about May 25th, um, Kate booked into Box of the Free Arena, but it's not confirmed it's me yet. I really want it to be me and I think Katie would want to be fighting me as well to get the trilogy on, but it Mm -hmm. isn't confirmed.
4: What what did did you make of the comments this week? Because I've seen a a few interviews this week with with Mr. Hearn. And he said, listen, the priority and the preference is obviously you and Katie part three, which I, I think every single Fight fan would like to see. Uh, but if that can't yeah. materialise, then she'll probably go down the route of a of a mandatory challenger. What, what's going to stand in the way of it? There shouldn't be anything standing in the way. You're in. I think she's in.
7: Let's make the fight, yeah? Yeah, so I don't really watch many interviews, but obviously I get told and ask questions. So when people have said about um, interim fights, me and Kate having interim fight next, personally, I think that's a bad move for both me and Katie. I think now that we've, got, we've had the rematch, it would be absolutely crazy to have a fight in between so me personally i think it's a bad idea and i imagine katie's the same.
5: thomas carty who we heard from earlier in the show says he's fighting on may the 25th on the undercard of taylor cameron so i'm taking it as read that it may be may the 25th i'm not going to press you on that but um you know that um having been around in this game a long time yours and katie's name are going to be linked indelibly forever two incredibly close fights chantelle amazing fights yeah. to watch fights that brought the house down what more can you bring this time to separate yourself from her
7: i think it's making the improvements i think my style's not going to tra- change drastically because obviously it'd be crazy to change me completely now and turn me into a counterpuncher or turn myself or something crazy like it wouldn't make sense so I think it's making them little, them little changes and making them little percentages in my style. But I think that's going to be the difference between me and Katie. I think our styles gel, we gel and make a great fight. And I think that's what um, makes me and Katie such a good fight. The fact that we both we both gel together in the ring. But I think for me to make sure that I get a convincing win over in Ireland, I've got to bring something different to the table. I can't I can't do the same, can bring the same style to the ring and the same kind of energy, I've got, to, I've got to bring something new because the Chantal that I brought in the last two, well, clearly the second ones I lost, but even the first one, I've got to be better and I've got to bring something a little bit different.
5: If you... It's very, very arguable with both fights to score them both a draw. I know you don't necessarily agree with me on the first one. You and myself and Jamie have gotten a call and done that. And Jamie at the time, if you recall, said to me, that's the problem with, with scoring in boxing, judging in boxing. If you end up both with a draw, which yeah. because of your styles, they're such close rounds. Um, Could you even go IV number four? with her would you be prepared to do that as well
7: well i wouldn't want to go back to ireland because it's the mm-hmm. year and a half i have spent boxing away so for me i really just want to box back in the uk and be at home but like you said with the rounds it's two minute rounds so that's why it's so hard to score
5: it was leading me to that um, next question chantelle which is are you yeah. being punished that it's not three minute rounds
7: yeah if it was three minute rounds i think i beat katie taylor i think in a two-minute round, she hangs on for she she hangs on and she's blowing, she's blowing quite heavy, and that's like halfway through the fight. So that extra minute every round, I think it gives me a massive advantage, and it's easy for the judges to score as well. So I'm uh, a massive supporter of the three-minute rounds. A lot of people ain't, and everyone's got their decision. They've, everyone's got their opinions on two and three-minute rounds, but I think us women should be doing three-minute rounds now. We can't be saying that we want equality and we want the same pay as the men if we're doing ten twos like it's not a twelve, argument twos, got 12, twos, 12 twos, twelve twos, yeah
5: 12, uh,
7: eight even, threes even, no I think ten threes I think ten, 10 threes, threes or okay 12 threes. we had a debate with Ellie Scottney last
5: week which was fascinating and she reckoned up yeah. the levels it should be eight threes and then maybe ten threes for world title fights
7: no I I stand by that yeah I' stand by that
4: Everybody knows where I'm at with this. I think Elite Lady Fighters should You're be... You're a three-round i fight, man. I am a three-minute I, I three round uh, guy. Um, obviously, th- that is available to you. You to lose you. it in the last minute against me, though, Adam. You yeah, know that. Maybe. Uh, but uh,
7: <laughs> that is available for you to campaign
4: for. So will you be asking for that? At the, at the negotiation table for part three of this fight, will you be asking to do it over three-minute rounds, uh, three rounds? Do you know, I've
7: actually asked for it, the first fight, the second fight, so... I'm not going to get it the third fight. I'll be lucky to get the third fight. So Mm. I'm just going to get what I'm given.
4: I've I've also seen, I I don't know whether it was you that did the interview or somebody connected to your camp, talking about um, pleading for a fair fight. Now, off the back of the second fight, there was, I mean, my observations of it was, there was a bit of holding in there that didn't go uh, noticed by a referee and it it didn't go punished at all. And there was also a knockdown that wasn't scored. Um, Again, your thoughts on that? And when you say pleading for a third fight, what are, you, what are you referring to?
7: So, to be honest, I've not watched the fight back. So, wow. Like, wow.
6: Yeah, at the but... moment,
7: it's still quite well. Obviously, I'm going to have to watch it at some point. But wow. But the night was, the night was uh, quite a heavy night because I don't deal with blood very well for a start. So that was uh, <laughs> not very nice. The blood that was coming out of my head, that was quite horrible. But I am going to have to watch it at some point. But I think, uh, obviously, from from being in the ring, and when I did throw the jab, I knew it connected. Yeah. And my foot was 100% not on her foot. So I didn't. I knew I hadn't hurt her. Like I knew that it was just, I landed a good shot, it was a solid shot, and she she went down. But I'm not saying I, was, uh, I hurt her, I wobbled her or anything, because I didn't. But it's... And knockdown is if a glove connects and someone goes down, it yep. should be counted a knockdown. I agree. So it was that, very that's odd. That's my argument to that. It was
4: very, very odd. It was a very was a odd moment. You. Come on, it was a knockdown.
5: She landed and, a punch and, and she went down. It's a very odd moment. One of the weirdest things I think I've ever seen in boxing, frankly, that, and, that it wasn't scored honestly, a knockdown. like,
7: I do think it did set, set the time for the rest of the fight. I honestly do believe that because I think it gave Katie advantage. I was kind of like, what's just gone on? And yeah, then the fight continues. Did
5: the feet touch, Chantelle? In your view,
7: the feet did not touch. No, hundred percent. Mm, you know, mm. if you stand on someone's foot, was if you're sparring, mm, yeah. Mm. And you accidentally stand on someone's foot, you're you like, oh, know, sorry, you know. Obviously, you know. I wouldn't say sorry yeah. in a fight, but I know But it's true, isn't it? Like, yes, of yeah, course. If of course. my foot, if my foot landed on her foot, I would have known, and I'd be, I'd have said, oh, my foot did land. I, I wouldn't have to lie about it because there'll yeah. be footage of seeing my foot. But if you look at the footage, and I've been. I've got so much little clips of and and pictures where you see my foot is on the outside of hers. Yeah. And there's actually space between so my foot did not go on her foot.
4: What's the um I, I think you kind of alluded to this a little earlier on in the conversation. What's the thought process between then changing coaches because it seemed like you had a really good relationship there with uh, Jamie and Nigel. It was going it was going well like I said I've I've said the first yeah. fight you won, second fight you obviously come off on a, on a narrow points decision loss. Why change it now?
7: So Jones I still love Jamie Nigel to pieces. It wasn't anything to do with the relationship, anything to do with the, f- the actual fight night or nothing. But What it is for me is Manchester's a long way from my house, and it kind of was like getting to the point where I've been there five, six years, and since the age of eighteen, I've always travelled away from home. And everyone thought, everyone thinks, and everyone's got this narrative that because I lost, I changed teams, and it wasn't that. I was, the plan was always going to be. I wanted to be closer to home, even before my fight with Katie. So it was, already, it was kind of like I was talking to my manager, I was talking to my family my friends. It was kind of like, do this fight with Katie. And then I needed a change. I needed something a little bit different. And Sheffield's still two hours, but it's an hour less. And to begin with, it was uh, I was going to stay in Northampton. So my manager was thinking about me staying in Northampton and getting a coach to come to me. Yeah, that just wasn't that. gonna work mm. yeah mm. it wasn't i, I want that was the first plan but it wasn't going to work because there was no one that would would have done that and understandably mm. as well and I've always liked van Smith I've always gone on with him my life is stable so I asked my manager to reach out to him and see if he'll give me a trial and I went there and absolutely loved it and the thing is now it's it's something so new so different and i'm lo- I'm, a, I'm loving it like I'm enjoying boxing I'm excited to be in the gym, and it's just a fresh
5: start for me. Can I ask? Because back in mm-hmm. yeah, Chantelle, can I ask? Um, what I'm envisaging now, I get the reasoning. What I'm envisaging yeah. now, and and I am disappointed because as a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, <laughs> uh, that I'm disappointed yeah. that you don't like the sight of blood, um, for one yeah, because no, of don't. Buffy. Um, but but I am picturing you. Get this, I'm picturing you sparring a lot with Sonny Edwards whose movement is in and out and who yeah. may be able to ape that style of Katie Taylor. I know he's a smaller guy, but yeah. there are people in that camp that might give you the style that you need for Katie Taylor. Am I wrong?
7: You're not wrong, no. I uh, had a move about, I was only a technical spot with Dalton Smith the other day. Yeah, And I'm such a fan of Dalton Smith. And this is another Another positive for moving camps is I'm a fan of Dalton, so I was having a move out of him, and I was actually in awe, and I had them nerves, mm. as if I was a beginner again. And Grant was like, "Why are you nervous? Like you're you're a former world champion." All this, and I was thinking it was because I was so excited to be sharing a ring with someone I'm a fan of. Mm. So things like that, it's just it's all like so fresh again for me, and it's exciting. So as much as I love Jamie and Nigel, I, I needed to do this, and and it is selfish, yeah, because Jamie and Nigel have done so much for me, and and we've had such a good journey, but. This is such a short career. I had to do something that I know that I needed to do. Mm.
5: Are they still giving you advice?
7: Um, no, not really. I think uh, well, already I've been to Grant and they they respect Grant and Grant and Jamie had a chat. Me and Jamie had a chat and stuff. And obviously now things are just moving forward with the new team.
4: This week coming, Sam Eginton is hoping to become a multi-time European champion. He did it at Welterweight. Can he do it at Super Welterweight? You'll be able to check him out on the TV. Channel 5 is your destination for the showdown. Sam joined us on TalkSport on Saturday night to give us a preview of the fight. It's seven days out, mate. Is, is, the, is the hard sparring done? Is now a case of just tapering down, just keeping the blood flowing a little bit before you get going next week?
8: Yeah, it's always the worst because it's just you know you could you could fight tomorrow you know you could you know, it you could be on weight practically you know you know if you asked me for twenty four hours to be on weight I probably could do it do you know what I mean so it's just literally waiting and holding it um but again you know it, it's a part of camp and you, know, you got to try and enjoy every minute yeah you?
4: mate you absolutely do um your career is absolutely bonkers right because. Obviously, we've snaffled British titles, Commonwealth titles, European titles along the way. We've been up and down in weights. We've uh, been in with some of the very, very best. We've beaten some. We've lost to some. Last time we saw you, we were there. We were out in the sunshine in Bournemouth, my friend. And it felt like the marketing throughout the course of the week, it felt like that you were being brought in to showcase the other guy. Yeah, and you were were having none of it, were you, lad? You know what I mean? He's he's, he's supposed uh, to knock you over, mate.
8: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of fights that 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 have had that had that build up and had that feel about them. Um, but again, I, I don't I don't stress it. I don't overstress anything, you know. I, I'm here to do my job, you know. Whether I'm at the top of the card, the 12 rounder, or I'm at the bottom of the card doing a four rounder. I'll, I'll train the same, no matter who I've got, where it is, and how many rounds. You won't catch me not giving it everything, and that's what these people. Forget these people think, you know he's had a few fights. He's been here a few years. You know it's time to take him. But as soon as it's time to take me, I'll 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 pack him myself anyway. You won't be catching me um, getting knocked over for a bit of change here and there. It, it won't happen. Um, so for anyone thinking, oh, oh let's get Sam now, um, you've got the wrong frame of mind because I I don't worry like that. I don't I don't. I'm not here to to, to earn some money. I'm I'm here to to win bouts and, and prove people wrong and like I say I've showed that in my last few
4: from from um from an achievement point of view mate obviously we've had many a conversation of driving forklift trucks and then doing this as a journeyman and then I, and having a career from it to become a multi-time European champion that's what's facing you next week multi-time European yeah. champion that is absolutely bonkers from where you were 10 years ago
8: yeah exactly that I mean again and this is this is what what draws me um I know people don't think I should be doing this. I know people, I, you know, deep down think this is wild to me. So I know that people deep down think there's no way, yeah, Sam can do this. And every time, prove me wrong, I've won the British, I've won an area title, I've won a British title, I lost the British, people thought I was done, I won the European, I lost the European, people thought I was done. Again, I I, I climb, I won the IBO, I won the WBC, Silver at Middleweight. All, All these, all these accomplishments are I'm proving people wrong a lot of people just always presume it's not going to happen um and that's what drives me on um and like you say people don't think I should be doing it or I should be here and you know you don't have the 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 talent and and so on and so forth but it is what it is Pa. um I've proved people wrong you know too many times to care um so so yeah next week will will be another one
5: Sam I've known you a long time You've been in the game twelve years. You're a very, very experienced fighter. I think it's forty-two fights now, isn't it? I mean, there's not many people that have that many fights at the moment. I think you turned pro at eighteen. You're thirty now. Um, yeah. I've got, you know, I mean, I've watched you for years. I want to got spent... another ten years left, Gareth. No, 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 no. I don't think he has. <laughs> and he's, I think he's saying that himself as well. He's making the most of it while he knows he's still got it. What is it that still
8: drives that warrior spirit in you, Sam? I, I keep saying this to people and, and people think I'm mad and I get it. But as long as I'm paid, I'll do this without, you know, people call it fame. I'll do this without being on the front covers. I'll do this without 20,000 people watching, you know, if Why? it was just
5: me. Why? 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 I, I dig job, dig inside I, yourself and tell us what it is in you that, what, what where it comes from.
8: I don't know where it comes from. I just enjoy what I do. Um, I enjoy what i do I, I, I like that i moan every day at training but i enjoy the training <laughs> the boxing i enjoy the the competition um i enjoy what i do like i say as long as money goes in the bank i do this if not a soul knew i was doing it um and i think that's what's kept me here that's what that's what that's why i'm still here um people always say you know you got rounds you know you got um, moles and moles on the tank and stuff like that but it's the miles I've chosen. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one's dragged me for a war. If any of my fights have been a war, that's because cause I've chosen it to be. Do you know what I mean? Um, if all the fights that I'd been in that were a war, they'd brought it to me, I think I wouldn't be here still. Maybe it would have took a lot out of me. But the fact that I've chosen it, I chose to box that way and I've chose to make the fight that way. That's why I'm still here. I enjoy my job. And the, the way I fight is. Is how I'm comfortable fighting. I know a lot, not a lot of people are like that, but that, that's how I am. I, I can't explain it. Um, again, some of my best fights have been in, in in the later years. Hmm. That's not because you know I, I'm I'm trying to. That's just because that's how that's how I box. Um It just is what it is. We
5: haven't mentioned some um, some of the world champions you've faced as well, in Liam Smith and. Um... Um, Paulie Malinagy and others. Can I ask you about tattoos for a minute? Because we can see you right now. Is there any flaming space on your body for another tattoo? And do you get one after every fight? Because you must have more than 50 tattoos.
8: So early, early doors, um, early days, I had a, had a little mate. I had a mate. I've um, oh, still got a mate. He's still got a tattoo shot. <laughs> um, I used to rock up there after a fight and we'd just go at to... Late, you know, lately I've I've died down a bit, but I've got I still got the space. I've got an arm to cover and a bit of my back to cover. Um, Favourite
5: tattoo, come on, you're on your face, come on. Favourite tattoos?
8: Um I like I like these sinner and saints on my shoulders. Um I like the savage across my belly. Yeah. <laughs> since uh, I love it. Got
4: a few, got a few. Oh. What does um Abbas Baral uh, bring you next week mate what are the challenges that you face next week
8: it goes without saying he's a decent operator you know no one's no one's dumbing him down or anything like that but um, I don't watch him you know I leave it to the team i watched a few 30, 40 second clip through camp um, he's a decent operator um, he does nothing outstanding but he does everything well do you know what I mean yeah. Um but He's nothing I've never seen before, you know. A box of good amateurs, you know, the Glenn Foots, the you know, uh, Frankie Gavins, um, the runs a box of good amateurs that have turned into good pros. Um, and this might be you know, blowing smoke up my own ass, but I don't feel like he's fought anyone with the pressure or the, the intensity that I'll bring. Mm. Um, I feel like that's I feel, I feel like that's hard to find if I'm honest. Um, but again, you know, we'll see on the night, but. It's a, it's a it's not it's not an easy fight. no 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 are no, 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 at this point, but in this stage, but it's one that I'm confident of. Um, it's one that I definitely think I'll be able to fight and do a job on.
4: There you have it, action packed from start to finish, thoroughly enjoyable to do. Hopefully, you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can get it on the Talksport website or with your regular podcast providers make sure you hit subscribe you'll never miss out on any of our content and throughout the course of the week make sure you subscribe to the TalkSport Boxing YouTube channel plenty of awesome boxing content coming your way Uh, I'll be back next week for another Fight Night Extravaganza
6: and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science?